Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is the Ramsey Show. It's where we help you, America, win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. All three of those are tied so closely together. If you're not winning in one, you're probably losing in a few, if not all. And so we want to help you. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. She's our money expert. I am your expert in work today. So we'll take any and all of those questions. 888-825-5225 is the number. 888-825-5225. We start this hour with Jason in Salt Lake City, Utah. Jason, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Uh, my question is mostly for you. It's what you would do in my shoes. Um, I currently am renting, and I can afford a house and or a condo uh, in in cash, not and or or a condo in cash. But I uh, am enjoying my rent where I live. I love the place I live, and I don't necessarily want to buy a house or condo yet. And I'm wondering what you would do if you were in my shoes. I would do exactly what you're doing. Uh, with the evidence you've given me so far, if, if, if you enjoy where you're living and financially you sound like you're in really good shape, how much cash do you have? I have about 550 Are you single? I am. Yeah. How old? Uh, 27. And what do you love so much about renting this particular place? Like, give me more on that. Yeah, I got a great view, and uh, it's nice that I don't really have to worry about anything. Um, you know, it's all after I, after I pay my rent, no maintenance or anything like that. And I'm concerned, though, you know, I don't, obviously I want to get married and have kids and whatever, but I know once, if and when I buy a house, that may change when I'm married. So I was thinking the condo route, but then you get the HOA fees and, and all of that, and I'm no, you don't want that's a condo. When you get the wife of the kiddos, the condo is that's that's not the ideal situation, especially yeah. where you are. How much do you make, and how much are you saving, and then how much are you investing? Give me the answer to those three questions. Yeah, so I make one twenty. Um, I max out all my other uh, my four hundred one k and HSA and all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I can put in thirty percent, and then I uh, and then I invest the rest into my brokerage account. So the five fifty um, so that you have is that in the brokerage or is that across everything? That, yeah, that's that's in the brokerage. Yeah, very so good. Be, How mean, did you save that up so fast? Yeah. How long did it take you? Yeah, so some of that is from my parents, um, and then I've, I've I would say hit the DNA lottery. So I've, I've definitely you know they paid for my school and okay. And, I've definitely worked hard as well, but I haven't had any debt or anything Good. like that. So I've been yeah. very you know wrong what? With that. Because he's investing so much, I mean, he's solid. I, yeah, I listen, don't feel the itch. I would not feel the itch if I were you to buy at this stage of your life. You're going to buy. And I think that when your family situation changes and all that, I'd keep stacking cash because you're going to be able to pay for whatever you want cash. I may feel contrary to that, Ken. Well, of course you do. I may feel a little if contrary. If I say yin, you say yang. But I, I'm fine with that. I just don't know why he has to. He likes where he lives. He likes the view. He's in great financial shape. He's not married yet. Why should he buy a house? Well, I, I don't think you should feel rushed. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you should feel rushed. But my questions would be, okay, like how long have you been renting? For the last seven years, for the last, how long have you been renting and living on your own? Yeah, on my own, about four, I guess four or five years, and I've been renting. Yeah, but I had roommates. This is the first, almost coming up on a year where I've been on my own. Own, I have not had roommates. Okay, so you've rented for five, six years. What's your rent? Um, I'm sorry. How much do you pay in rent? 
1400. All right. Okay, I'm going to give it back that's to Jade. Good. Jade disagrees with me here. I want to well, hear this. Well, then my next question, so I'm just I'm just gathering more facts before I really form. My next question to you is is there a significant is there a lovely lady in the picture is all I'm asking. There is not. No, I am single. And so my Looking, looking. So if you know anyone. Uh, listen, so hold on. Single ladies in Salt Lake. There's your uh invitation. Well, here's where my my mind goes to. I don't want you waiting to buy a home because I might meet a lady and we might get married. And that's probable. You probably will, but you don't know when that's going to happen. Um, so I don't want that to be the reason that you wait to get into home ownership. And I also don't want the reason that you wait to get into home ownership to be because of, oh, these rates, they're so high. I'm just going to wait till rates to go down. Um, I just want to make sure that those aren't the driving Are factors. They? Are they the driving factors? Not necessarily, no, but like like Jade said, at some point I need to buy, you know, it's like you don't want to rent forever. I don't yes, know. I, I agree, but that's not the scenario. I, I'm going to tell you, I respectfully he, disagree with you. And here's he's why. He's single. He's got a great view. He's single. He's, he's got free. a view, but I, I just am thinking about over time. Here's what I know about you, Jason. You are a great saver you're great at getting after a task and my thought is like listen you buy a house you you own it in cash you have the ability to build wealth so quickly he's gonna have this equity working for him he's gonna pick a place that he loves i don't he's disagree. gonna pay for I it in cash he, i think he should it's wait. gonna build up he's gonna save more money he's the kind of guy that's gonna have a giant real estate portfolio but i'm and, and regardless oh. whether you start in three, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he has to be rushed and buy a house tomorrow, but I'm saying, listen, if I were you in the next two years, I'd be thinking about owning a home, is all I'm saying. Uh, okay, then, all right, if I'm going to meet you in the middle on this one, I'd say it better be a smaller one, so that we just call it a real investment, not the home, because we don't know what his situation is going to be when he gets a woman. She doesn't like his house. Well, no home is the home. Anybody who thinks this is the one, I'm going to live here forever. No, you're not. What do you recommend? I think, listen. A $300,000 house? I would spend his money. Five fifty. He's in Salt Lake City, Ken. I wouldn't spend all five fifty on it. Uh, Jason, what's it, what's it cost to get what you need in Salt Lake City in the area that you like? Uh, to get a nicer home, I would say around five fifty, but I, I could get one around three three to four hundred. Okay, you know? so but what's a do, nicer home? He could do what is that? How many bedrooms? Oh, I would I would say like at minimum a three bed two bath home. Yeah, but yeah. You're a single guy. But my point is... Exactly. That's why I don't need that. That's why... You don't need that. And I'm not saying that he has to buy a house for his future family. I'm not saying that at all. You want him to buy a $550,000 house cash as an investment property. No, I'm saying I just want him to buy something that he can live in. I'm not saying he has to spend all his money. All I'm saying is that we know the correlation between... Home ownership and wealth building oh, over time. 100%. That's all i I think he's going to get there. I just think in his single situation. But I yeah, thought and you his said hair's not on fire. All. His hair's uh, not on fire. But my my thing is like, listen, all these markets are different. So in Salt Lake City, if you're trying to get a two bedroom, you know, two bathroom condo or townhouse, and it's four hundred, like that's a reality in a lot of places. So do you have the option to buy the apartment you're in with this great view? Unfortunately, no. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't. Listen, I've been to Salt Lake. There's a lot of views. I bet you you could get a house with a nice view too, or or <laughs> buy a condo, or buy a townhouse with a lot. Listen, I love ownership, so and I and I don't disagree. I I just because he's single and he's sitting on all that cash. Yeah, I just would preach a little bit of patience right now. He's been patient for seven seven long years, Ken. Well, that, that was my Titanic voice, by the way. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I feel like I see Rose and. 
What was the guy? Jack? Rose and Jack. Yeah. Bobbing in the cold, icy waters. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, you're not wrong to buy a house. It'd be a great move for you. Yeah, but I also like either. the freedom. I Go get the lady. Then we figure out the house. And you're stacking cash on the way. Get after it, young man. What are you waiting on? There's a lot of fish in the sea. What are these guys waiting on these days? This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. All right, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. Ken, I had to hijack the mic from you just for a moment. It's okay. It's in good hands. What's going on? Listen, a lot of you probably remember uh, a couple months back, really back in the summertime, Ken, I kind of I went nuts on the mic because <laughs> as a country, our spending had gotten completely under control, out of control. Yeah. You know, we were looking at, you know, a trillion in credit card debt for the first time. And, you know, inflation, we were still dealing with that. And, you know, I just had to let folks know, listen, guys, we've got to get in control of our money and quit going on this roller coaster. And it's interesting because really, I mean, over the past I'm going to go with three years, has been crazy. Everything from COVID, and then we saw the housing market just change abruptly. I mean, it's really been a roller coaster. You're looking at inflation, you're looking at mortgage rates, just so much change. And now here we are into the holiday season yet again, Mm. and people are still spending as though nothing's wrong. They're spending like nothing's wrong, but when you really look at the stats, it's crazy. I mean, Again, here we are. Over the summer, it was like, oh, man, we hit a trillion of credit card debt, and now we're at $1.08 trillion. Sure. It's just climbing up $1.54 billion year over year. That's unheard of, unbelievable. And so now we're seeing interest rates. Obviously, it's more and more expensive to borrow money, so interest rates on credit cards upwards of 20%, right? Wow. These numbers are going just, they're going mad. And now we're starting to see... uh the results of our spending choices, right? We all got into houses in 2021 that we couldn't afford, right? Everybody bought cars because there's a shortage and it's too expensive to buy used and everybody bought cars they couldn't afford with car payments, $700 a month, $664 a month, $882 a month. Maybe I called your number there and we're finally starting to see, okay, the dust is settling a little bit. Mm -hmm. The dust is settling and we're hearing it with, how could I possibly afford to buy a house? It's the interest rates and we're blaming the interest rates as though it's 1984, right? And it's not, it's 2023. If it was really bad, we'd be seeing 18 and 16 and 17 percent mm-hmm. but we're we're losing we're losing our marbles over you know this three percent increase or four percent increase and i'm like is that really the problem are mortgage rates really the issue or 
Is it the pattern that we've created with how we're borrowing money and living on more than we make? It's a great question. And it comes top down. If you look at what Congress is doing, both sides of the aisle, both parties are equally guilty. The, That's right. The, the American debt, mm-hmm. our country's debt. It's yeah. kind of the entire attitude about debt from our leadership down is just, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Look at this. Look what they threw on the screen right here. That'll make you break out in hives. Yeah, that is making me break out if in you're, hives. If you're watching, uh, you can see this. If you're in our listening audience, uh, James and the team has thrown up literally a, this is a ticker board. I don't know what else to call it, but it is a running total of our national debt Oh, right that's now. painful. And that's $33 trillion, billion dollars and it's going up we're just watching it rise it's crazy oh wow that look some of us need to do that same exercise with our bank account and look at it look at is your savings going down or is it going up is your investment going down do you even have anything or you do what i'm saying you need to take a look at how you're spending your money because like i said we're seeing these numbers coming in more and more people can are defaulting on their car payments more and more people are taking 401k loans, whether it be for hardship or for other things. And the average that they're taking out is $5,000. $5,000 that they're robbing from their future self to pay for what? We don't know. Yeah. Have we begun to see any pain points in the data? Have you seen anything on the, the uh, reemergence of student loans? They just started back in October. So we're still relatively, we're inside of three months right here. Listen, that's another part to this. And, you know, we knew that it was an issue because after student loans came back on the scene, it's like, listen, people are already drowning, yeah. right? They're already underwater as it is. And so, of course, Biden administration rolls out that 12-month on-ramp period where they said, listen, if you're not ready to pay your student loan, you don't have to right now. We'll give you 12 months. We're going to continue to add interest, but you won't be penal- You won't be penalized if you won't pay it. And I'm like, listen, you are being penalized. That's interest rising, okay? But the point here is something has got to give. Something has got to change in your life because the numbers don't lie. The math is mathing, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Mm. We're looking at this and we're going, okay, you're deeply in debt. You're piling it up and you haven't changed your ways. And just recently, Ken, the other day I did a, a media response and they said, Jade, what do you think about doomsday spending? And I said, well, what is that? And they said, it's people looking at the current economic situation and going, that really sucks. I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of looking at it. I'm just going to live my life. So it's basically another version of like YOLO spending or revenge spending. Oh, okay. I thought this was the preppers. This is different. No, this is different. This is people looking and going, I'm just tired of the roller coaster. I'm tired of having to cut back because of inflation. I'm tired of having, so I'm just going to forget it. You know, devil may care. I'm just going to spend my money. Wow. And I'm like, really? That's the response? Like you run in the, you, you, you're going to keep running into the fire. It's consuming you. It's consuming your future. It's consuming your bank account. You can't even pay for your kid's college and you're just going to keep spending. That is not the solution. No, it's not. Here's what I think. I think it's the beginning. We're about to come into a new year, 2024. And I think that you have a decision to make. And that decision is you can either continue to bury your head in the sand and go, This sucks. I don't like it, but I'm going to keep doing my thing. I'm going to keep spending for Christmas. I'm going to keep getting new car loans. I'm going to keep living my life because, quote, I deserve it. Or you're going to go, you know what? I don't have any money. I argue with my spouse about money every single day. Yesterday, I yelled at my daughter for asking for lunch money. Um, Gas is a struggle. 
groceries are a struggle. Uh, I never go on vacation without putting it on my credit card. Um, my daughter's going to go off to college and she's going to have to take out student loans. You're going to look at the reality of your life and you're going to go, what can I change? Mm -hmm. What do I need to change? And you're going to write it down. You're going to make a list. And for once in your life, you're going to make a plan and you're going to stick to it. Luckily, we're here to help you with that. And in the new year, we're going to have so much. Listen, I talk about every dollar all the time. I talk about Financial Peace University. In the new year, this is your chance because I, I know who I'm talking about. I'm talking to the people who circle around the Ramsey network, right? Y'all circle around, you watch the show, you come to events here and there, but you've never actually done the thing. You've never actually gotten on the plan, stuck to it, gotten on a budget, stuck to your budget. This is the this is your chance. Are you going to keep taking out credit card debt? This is your chance to cut the credit card up once and for all and be done with it. This is your choice. This is your wake up call. What we're looking at, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's not a dream. Being in debt, um, not living paycheck to paycheck. 67% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, but they're not ready to do anything about it yet. You can make that choice. That's all I'm saying, Ken. People have a choice to make. Well, and I think you make a very compelling case that this is an issue, whether it be money, um, your weight, substance issues, relationship issues, uh, in a job you can't stand. We as humans would rather be miserable than uncomfortable. Yeah, that's right. And what you've presented here is an unbelievably overwhelming case that people would rather be miserable financially than mm -hmm. uncomfortable, meaning making the sacrifices, yes. living on a budget, not buying a brand new car. Yeah. That's uncomfortable to do things differently than you're doing now, but you're miserable. And if you can understand that, I think the case that Jade is making here is you're okay being miserable. Mm. And until you get to a point where you go, I don't want to be miserable with money anymore. I'd rather do some things that are very uncomfortable to not be miserable. And you and Sam did that. You embraced yeah. the amount of money you paid off, almost half a million dollars. You were uncomfortable. You have to hit that moment. You, 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 the, the, the stuff's got to hit the fan in your life to where you go, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. I remember my sister went into the hospital and I couldn't go see her because we didn't have the gas money. Mm. And she was just three hours up the road, Ken. That's miserable. That was embarrassing. Wow. And some of you guys need to get embarrassed about what's going on with your situation and go, I'm, I am a grown woman. I am a grown man. I need to stop living like this. Think about the last thing that you needed to do and you couldn't do it because you couldn't scrounge up $26. That'll move you to change. Wow. All right, we're here to help you change. Quick break. Don't move. More of your calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me in studio. The number to jump in on the conversation it's about your life. We'd love to hear from you. 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. right, let's go to Emma, who joins us in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Emma, how can we help? Hi, thank you both for the work that you guys do and taking my call. I really appreciate it. You bet. What's going on? Um, yeah, my, my uh, question today is uh, about my career. Um, I recently have been promoted into a new role. Um, I love it. Um, my last two roles within my organization have both been brand new roles. This last role, I actually helped um, promote and I helped facilitate the job description and what I'm actually doing for the company today. My question is, is how do I know what I'm worth in the market 
um, outside from this this niche environment and this specific organization. You mean what your salary range is outside? Correct. Yep. Um, well, this is not a perfect science, but it's you can you can have some good science around it. So what you have to do is is to the best of your ability, you got to match up your job description, even though you created it custom for your current organization. Which, by the way, I want to give you mad props for that. That's that's really awesome that you did that. That is that is not done very often, and I admire you. But uh, if you could take your job description, even the language that you use, but begin to look out in the marketplace and match that up. And I think you could probably match that up. I'll try to help you a little bit. So describe, how would you describe your current role? Yeah. So my current role is um, development and training um, in the, in a sales department on a very basic level. That is what I do. And I know there are those roles out there. Um, So I I do believe that I could find um, something somewhat similar to that. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. So we're going to look at sales uh, leadership roles, sales training roles, and you just begin to look at those job descriptions out there. And as those companies are describing their roles, how much do they match up with what you're doing? And now you're looking at your area of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You're looking at your your years of experience. You've got it. You can't. It's not. It's not apples to apples. Companies are going to look at experience, and they're going to look at specific skill sets. So if you just take the matching up of the job description plus your experience plus your skill set, and you can see what the marketplace looks like. And then if you wanted to go a step further, you could always reach out to a recruiting company because recruiting firms are looking for people all the time. It doesn't mean you're signing up with them. doesn't mean you're looking for a job, but you go, look, um, you know, what's the market out there for me? And that's how you can get a much closer idea. Awesome. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, appreciate the call. All right, let's go to Lily in Indianapolis. Uh, Lily, you're on The Ramsey Show. What's going on? Hi, Ken. Hi, thank you for answering the call. You bet. I um, appreciate um, all the advice you give to the listeners. Um, <clears throat> my question is uh, whether it's smart decision to use cash to buy a new car, uh, to upgrade, I guess, um, from my current uh, car. So what's your current car worth and how much are you trying to upgrade? Right. Uh, currently, my car is worth about 20000 Okay. Uh, the new car we're looking at is close to 64000 Oh, wow. Uh, 64000 Okay. What's the car? <laughs> it's a Lexus SUV. Okay. Well, let's see if, you know, let's see if it makes sense. Do you guys have any debt? Uh, we don't have any debt besides a mortgage. Okay. No debt besides a mortgage. Do you guys have three to six months of expenses saved up? Yes, we have a rainy day funds um, close to 70000 Okay, excellent. Um, <laughs> we have a sort of a set-aside bucket of money to work with uh, uh, around 48000 Okay, so the 48000 is separate from the seventy. Correct. Okay, and then what do you guys earn? What's your annual income combined? Uh, Household-wise, three, uh, $300K a year. Okay, so... We always say, you know, you don't want um, your vehicles to be any more than half of your annual income. So, and for all intents and purposes, you have $150,000 to work with here. So if you've got a vehicle that's 65,000 and your husband's got one that's 65 or 70,000, you're good. The question here is, are we, is this a used vehicle or is it brand new? It's a brand new one. Mm, Interesting. So then my next question is, if we're talking about doing a brand new vehicle, 
we always talk about, um, we suggest not buying a brand new vehicle until you have a million dollar net worth. Because at that point, you can take the hit, right? Because we know that brand new vehicles Mm -hmm. lose 60% of their value in the first three to four years, right? What's the model? I'm sorry, what's What's the the model of the Lexus SUV? Is it a GX? Uh, It's the MX Hybrid. MX Hybrid. All right. Keep going, Jade. I just wanted, I love doing research. I know you do. Pull, on you, like, because I want to, because Jade's right. I want to show you the real numbers. It, by the way, is this a 2023 you want to get? That, that's 65? 2024. Mm-hmm. Is, oh. Um, yeah, the, yeah, they're going the new, into new. 2024. And it's a Lexus the new, MX. New, yes. Okay. So, I mean, Lily, do you have a, a million dollar net worth? I think so. We ran some numbers. I think we do. Um, my husband would say 100%. Yes, I'm always on the cautious side. Um, What's making so you I'm feel cautious? Sounding, I'm uh, just my my nature. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? it like he's counting money. money that you don't want to count? Like, what is it? <laughs> like, we, I, I have a business, uh, okay. which is doing well. Okay. Um, and then it just, I just don't know, you know, how the business will grow uh, five, 10 years from now, right? Well, so is, there's the, the unknown. Okay. But I mean, net worth, meaning when you subtract what you owe, which is nothing, what you own minus what you owe, right? So if you look, right, you said, right. I have no debt. So you're looking at the value of your, your home, whatever your home is worth. And then you're looking at what mm-hmm. you have invested in various investments accounts and you're looking at what cash you have. Now you could mm-hmm. you could include your business if you at some point plan to sell it and you have a valuation on that, you could include that. But yeah, I mean, that's the question. Because if you have a million dollar net worth, I'm like, and you have cash to buy a brand new car, I'm not going to be the one to stop you. I'm going to congratulate you and clap you up. But if you don't... I did some homework, Miss Jade. All right. Ken, Ken is going to tell us the... I'm the teacher's aide for this segment. Yes, Ken Coleman. All go right. for it. So uh, Jade is absolutely right, Lily. I just went, this is Nashville, but I would guess that, that Indianapolis may be even a little bit cheaper, uh, but, but, but not crazy. All right. Here's what I've got. I've got a used 2022, um, the NX, 19,000 miles for 41.9. Whoa! I got a... That's twenty four. That's twenty three thousand dollar difference. Yeah, I'm going to do better. I got a used twenty twenty two, same model, uh, twenty one thousand miles, only two thousand miles difference, thirty seven nine. Oh, I'm just saying, nineteen thousand miles is is new. That's a new car. And here's what we're saying, Lily. We just want your money to go further. Like yeah. this isn't going to break you, but paying sixty five thousand for this model for a twenty twenty four, you realize you're getting ripped off because mm-hmm. these cars. This is a two-year-old car, not even two-year-old car. I'm giving you right here. That's right. And and you're saving a lot mm-hmm. of money. So I like the forty-one thousand. But I don't want her to feel point. bad if she has. Of course, uh, if no she's guilt. got the million-dollar net worth, no I guilt. want her to inhale that new car smell right. until her eyeballs roll in the back of her head. You know what I'm saying? Like I want her to enjoy that moment if you've got that million-dollar net worth, because then you can take the hit mm-hmm. and. I, uh, you know, it is what it is. Not me. I feel like I'm getting ripped off. I'm getting gamed. Well, you are. You you're, you're agreeing gonna, to take the hit. You're right. Yeah, you're gonna I'd, pay. I'd like someone else to take the hit. Yeah, I see. And here's the thing: with these two cars here, uh, Lily, we've someone else has mm-hmm. has paid the stupid tax. I'm just trying to make mm-hmm. my case here. And uh, listen, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm right. I'm just saving you money. You can't hate me, Lily. Yes.
So, Lily, let's go back to the I'm core. I'm a man of the people. Let's go back to the core question because my screen says, is it smart for me to buy a $65,000 car or should I invest some of that money? As long as you are investing 15% of your income every single month, as long as you have a million dollar net worth, and as long as you can pay cash for that brand new car, for me, the answer is yes. For that reason, I agree. I'm in. You can do it. You're a big girl, Lily. We we believe in you. Yeah. But if one of those things doesn't check the box, then we have to adjust. Yeah. And if you don't want to pay a stupid tax, go Ken's route. (laughs) I like it, Ken. That's good. Got to get the last word in there. I can't help myself. (laughs) Uh, Really good stuff. Hey, Lily, you're awesome. You're doing great. Enjoy whatever car you're going to get. This is The Ramsey Show. The Ramsey Show continues. Thrilled to have you with us. We're here to help you win with your money and your work. Today, I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. And, oh, it is the season. Tis the season, Jade. And, uh, you know, Christmas around here is is always really fun as we get to uh, do some great things for you fo- you fine folks, uh, part of our audience. So we get two things. One, uh, it's not too late to get involved in the Ramsey Christmas Cash Giveaway. If you don't know what this is, Um, one of our weekly prizes each week is $500, and then you're entered to win the grand prize of $5,000, so you can enter every day for your chance of winning at RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. And uh, while you're on the website, over in the store, we've got our $12 sale, uh, the Christmas special, all of our best-selling books, just $12 each, uh, and there's a meaningful gift for just about anybody on your list. So that's RamseySolutions.com slash store, RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. Make sure that you are signing up for a chance to win 500 bucks and maybe even $5,000. So uh, get to the website. I don't know what you're waiting on. All right, let's go to Fayetteville, Arkansas next. Elizabeth joins us there. Elizabeth, how can we help? Hey, thank you for having me on. You bet. What's up? So... I'm not sure what I should do. Um, There's kind of two sides to um, what's going on, I guess. Um, So do you want to hear the marital side part or the financial side part first? Let's hear the marital side first. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start kind of back to a year ago. Um, So I I left my ex-husband, which was financially abusive, um, and I got out. And since then, it's been kind of the... I've been keep getting thrown back down, I guess, is what it would be. Do you um, mind telling us briefly what financially financially abusive means? Um, yeah, I had a budget of $50 a week for groceries for my family, and that's the only access of money I had. Wow. Whoa. So it totally controlled you. Totally controlling. Wow. Yeah. What was you guys' yeah. income? Um, he made about 70000 a year. and Wow. Um. I read Dave Ramsey's books about four years ago, and I got so pumped, and I, I brought it up to him, and he just despised Dave, <laughs> and he kind of shut me down a lot, and he wouldn't let me in on anything. Like, I even wrote out, like, a strategy for him, like, hey, like, if we do this and this, this is what we're going to be projecting right. to be getting out of debt, because at the moment, like, we had, I think, a car debt and uh, some other... A couple other things, credit cards probably. Yeah. Eventually, we did get out of it, luckily. Um, so but now I'm back in debt. <laughs> tell us what you, yeah, okay, so tell us what's happening. You said you keep going down. So give us a picture of what's going on with you right now, the finances. 
So I, I scored a job right after I left him in December, or and I started in January of last year. Okay. And I was there till about April. Okay. And between then and like April, my idea was I have six months. I'm going to save up enough for a retainer for a lawyer, and I guess um, do it myself, like file and everything on my own for ca- like cash. Mm-hmm. But he beat me to it. About thirty days later, I got served. And I had to take out a credit card for a retainer because I had zero money. Okay. Um, and I had, I got a an apartment within like, I don't know, J- January 10th is when I got my apartment. Okay. And I pretty much got everything set up on my own by myself. And I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's just been back and forth. I got let go. I was pregnant at the time when I did leave. Oh, so man, I was about. Oh, man. Yeah, I was about 13 weeks pregnant, I think, mm. if I can remember correctly. Uh-huh. Um, and I got let go in April for budget cuts, I guess. And So how are you how are you living now? How are you making ends meet? You've got the baby now. You've got mm-hmm, your place. Yeah. What's so, How are you covering I'm the surviving. bills? Yeah. Um, I have child support, but it's really like if he it's not set amount and I have that, and then how much is that? I was able. It was supposed to be seven hundred a month, but it's not. You you can't count on it yet, is what you're saying? Not quite, because I looked back, and some months I had like four hundred, and some months I had um, six hundred. Okay, so um, he's not consistent but, with that. What are you bringing in every month? Well, I after I had the baby, I got a, on a contract um, contract gig. For okay. about two hundred a week, and I paired that and the two hundred, and then at the time, so eight hundred for you. Yes. Okay. At the time, I had a boyfriend, and when I got let go, I told him I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't. I can't. Like I, I'm not going to be able to. So I'm you were my house. You were needing him to help you kids. support. You were needing the boyfriend to help support, obviously, because you were bringing in eight hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what kind had, of work do I you do? No so I'm a. I'm in the marketing industry, so I'm a social media manager. Um, so I did DMer stuff for a fitness coach, and then now I found a job after I got let go of that one. The contract ran out, and I found another one at an agency, but it's only for 60 days, and it's going up at the end of this month. Okay. And I have an option to become an employee depending on how I do, Okay, if that makes sense. I'm going to let yeah. Ken get to you with the, with the career stuff because I... I I need you to be doing more that's earning you five times more money. And I know that you can do that. He's going to help you get there. Um, before I set him up, do you, un- the, the what I want you to see is you can't, two people can't live off of $800 a month. Mm-mm. And even well, if you're, I, even if the child support becomes consistent, you can't live off of $1,300 a month or no, $1,500 um, a month. Okay. So, so the income I'm actually getting about twelve hundred with this new job. Okay. Currently. But yes. you still need more. Because yes. that's two thousand dollars a month. And two thousand dollars a month is twenty four thousand dollars a year. Yes. So do we and see then, So a little I have to drop the bomb on this one. Okay. After the everything got um finalized, I kind of my ex came up to me 
And I don't know what his intention was, but essentially he knew that my boyfriend was living with me. Mm-hmm. And he told me I'm basically in contempt and I have to figure out what to do or he'll file for contempt. And so... What's the contempt? I to my law. Um, I basically cohabit- cohabitating with another male. While you have the baby. And my six-year-old, yes. Well, so, yeah. Okay. Yes. He can do but, that because if the if the tables look, I'm not trying to be harsh, but if the tables were turned, you'd be feeling the same way. So what I want yeah. for, let me, let me paint a picture of what I want for you. And I'm just going to be blunt. I want a situation where you're not dependent on a man. Period. Yeah. Because That's, right now, yeah. do you understand? Because they can yeah. come and go. And you're bringing these guys, you don't want to be bringing these guys into your kid's life in and out, right? And you have, you're fresh off of a divorce. And it's almost like, I'm just telling you what it sounds like from my seat. It almost sounds like you just rushed into another relationship because you needed stability. You, your stability doesn't come from them, okay? Mm. You need to go out and create the stability in your own life. And you need to get your community rallied around you, good friends, family. If you're not connected in a local church, I don't care what you believe in. Get connected in a local church because those people are not going to care what you believe. They're going to rally around you. They're going to love you. You're going to be a good friend to them. They're going to be a good friend to you. You need you need people, not not just boyfriends. Does that make sense? Yeah, but my lawyer told me to, um, so the judge is known for t- like revoking children for yeah. reasons. Uh-huh. So my lawyer told me to either move him out or marry him. And yes. so we had to do that. So but did you get we, married? Yeah, we did, but we were planning on it. Um, anyways, and I talked to my therapist about it too. Like, okay, so now I you're married. I wrote it out for him. Yes. Okay, so now you're married. So the contempt thing okay. doesn't matter. You told it to me yeah. like it matters. It don't matter anymore. All right, come on, Ken. It doesn't, no. We, yeah, yeah, we, it doesn't now. Okay. We, we got a lot going on here, James. Uh, and we're running out of time. Uh, I rarely do this. Uh, we usually don't hold over for the hour, but what we want to get her a financial coach. So hang on the line. Uh, you need a financial coach, but listen to me. Now that you're married to this guy, which would have been nice to know five minutes ago, okay, he has got to be working 50, 60 hours a week. You have got to get some help with the babies, and you're working 40 hours a week. This is an income issue, and you've got to get more of it, and you got to keep more of it. We're going to get you a financial coach as our gift to you to help you get a budget and get set up. You better go get some work fast, both of you. This is The Ramsey Show.